0: for joining us on episode one of Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations with some of her favorite people who are talking about the issues that matter most to you. Overcoming Monday is a podcast designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual growth. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Now let's get started with an introduction to the episode. All right, so Rachel, I'm so
1: excited about this podcast pretty much because this is the beginning of what this podcast, Overcoming yeah. Monday, is about.
0: This is the first episode first of one. your brand new
1: podcast. I know. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Who would have think? I would be
0: here. <laughs> It's crazy. It's literally
1: crazy. Yep. So we're talking about dreams in this podcast and how dreams sometimes happen uh, automatically. I mean, not automatically. They don't happen automatically, but they happen sooner than you think. Sometimes they don't happen as soon as you think, and sometimes they feel like they take forever and you want to give up. Yep. So
0: my name is Rachel. (laughs) I am Shari's assistant. She introduces me a little bit in the episode, um, but... Yeah. I got to interview Shari and we talked about um, her dream of being in ministry Mm -hmm. when she was 12 and how the Lord called her to that and what that process looked like a little bit. And then we also talked about this big dream project. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to give it away too much because it's pretty cool. That was a really fun uh, season to walk through. Um, Yeah.
1: I hired Rachel and then uh, she thinks she's going to be my assistant and just be <laughs> doing blogs and traveling with me. And all of a sudden, boom, there's something else. And she's like, is this what I'm hired for? I don't really understand. <laughs> so we talk about that a little bit in the podcast. And then also we talked a little bit about Rachel being a vegan.
0: Yeah, it's usually a topic of conversation. It um, is. I heard a joke the other day and I still don't remember who told it to me. So if it was you, shout out because mm-hmm. it was good. But it's a it's a video, and this guy apparently is talking about being a vegetarian. And he was like, uh, "People always come up to me and ask, like, do you miss meat?'" And he's like, "Well, I miss being liked." And I was <laughs> like, "Yes, that! Like, I miss being able to go to dinner and people not comment on my food." Yeah,
1: you're talking about how if we had reversed it and vegan said something to people who weren't <laughs> vegan, what is that? Oh my chicken? God. Is that? Oh, what does it Chick- taste like? What is chicken like? Is chicken? I don't- Is that healthy? (laughs) Is that
0: even healthy? How do you
1: cook that? (laughs) Yeah. So the funny thing with Rach and I is that we'll go to an event and I'm gluten free because it messes me up. We're like the problem children. I know, right? And she's vegan. So uh, people will just kind of email us and say, what exactly do you eat? like eat. what
0: do you eat yeah and it's like well yesterday i had pizza and the day before that i had some like mixed vegetables on rice yeah like- we
1: eat food it's just maybe not cooked like southern cooking yeah yeah that's what i would say maybe the south isn't for us mm. Mm. but we live here but we live here so maybe y'all just need to be nicer <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> cook <Anyway. because> food <laughs> funny hey look we're not high maintenance to be real um we will eat before we go places sometimes and so don't feel ashamed if you don't have food we just expect it not to happen sometimes we're used to it
0: yeah we have very low expectations now
1: so and i think low expectations can be good for dreaming sometimes shout out
0: to uh justin brock pre what is it what is it that he always says Um, um uh, uh, unmet expectations are something. Unspoken unspe- ex- expectations lead to premeditated resentment. Yes. It's so true. It is true. So if Thank you don't you, have Justin. the expectation, yep. you won't end up resenting anything in the end. Mm-hmm.
1: Justin's our executive director here at Clayton King Ministries. So um, I don't know if you know this, but Clayton, my husband, and I founded um, Clayton King Ministries about 20 years ago and Justin's our executive director and he is so wise so very wise we talk a lot about clanking ministries and ministry and all those things in this episode so guys we hope that you enjoy this episode and that we provide you with something to get through this Monday and to overcome right Rach yep
0: it's all about overcoming Monday Mm-hmm. friends, thanks so much for joining us on episode one of the Overcoming Mondays podcast. On today's podcast, I'll be talking with Shari King, who is the co-founder of Clayton King Ministries. She founded it with her husband, Clayton, over 20 years ago. She spends a majority of her time learning to love her husband and children and encouraging others through writing books and blogs and speaking at events and this new podcast, Overcoming Monday. Hey Shari, are you ready to get started? I am, Rachel. Thank you so much for co-hosting. <laughs> so
1: fun. We do a lot of things together now. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. we're together a lot. Rachel lives in our pool house behind our house. I do. That's one thing. Um, she's also a student at Penn State And she studies, are y'all ready for this? She studies bio-behavioral health. Is that right? It is. It's right. Yeah. (laughs) Which sounds so scary. So anytime she tells me she
0: makes a good grade, I'm sitting
1: there going, (laughs) props to you because I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. It's definitely different. Not as hard as it sounds though. It's biology, psychology, health and nutrition, and genetics. That still sounds hard. (laughs) It's great. So um, but you also are my assistant now, right? I am. I do get the joy of being your assistant, mm-hmm. which is actually really fun. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of fun together, which means that you get to be on a podcast now. Yep, that record happened. intros. I yep. Whenever you hear the intros, that's me. We were just sitting here and we recorded a ton of them, and Tucker played a few of them back and. I cringed. It was cringy. It's so, weird to hear yourself. It is so weird to hear yourself. Mm-hmm. When I listen to, um,
1: ep- like, not episodes, episodes of podcasts, but I, when I h- listen to messages of me speaking at different places and I hear them back, I think to myself, slow down, Shari, stop talking so fast, number one. Number two, <laughs> why did you use that illustration? And number three, you laugh really loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, Shari, you're a fun person, Thanks. and I think you're really funny. Thank you. So, but I know you have a lot of embarrassing moments. Mm-hmm. So what's been your most embarrassing moment lately? Man, well,
1: I will say this is kind of embarrassing. Um, I mean you know, I could tell you lots of embarrassing moments, but just this morning, I feel like this one's a good one for people to understand my personality maybe. (laughs) But this morning I asked my son, I was trying to ask my son for favors as I was walking out the door because they're old enough to help me out now. And I feel like once you get old enough to help your mom out, your mom's been helping you your whole (laughs) life and you need to be able to like pull that card as a mom. Oh, for sure. So I'm, I was pulling it big time this morning. And, uh, so I asked Jacob to come over to the table, and I said, I have, a f- I have a favor to ask you, but I was doing something in the moment when I asked him. So he came over, and he stood beside me, and he was just standing there waiting. I said, just wait a minute, just wait a minute. And then I looked at him, and I went, "Bah!" <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, and he was like, Mom, what was that? And I said, Jacob, I don't really know. You know, as a 15-year-old, he just has that, Mom. You're so uncool. What are you doing? (laughs) So, I actually wrote him a note one time because I thought he was getting embarrassed by me. This is when he was 13 and a half. I wrote him a note and I said, Jacob, I know you might be a little embarrassed by me, but I've worked hard for years to not be ashamed of who I am and to be okay with my own (laughs) personality. And I will not apologize for that. (laughs) I don't even care if you're embarrassed. (laughs) It was really funny. It was a sincere note. And I think he started like, Actually, getting to know me as a mom, as a person, not as yeah. this, not my mom who is supposed to do this for me. Like I think that was a step you're it. a
0: real human being yeah. that has a
1: personality. So I, <clears throat> when I did that <clears throat> thing, he looked at me and he was like, "Oh." <laughs> and I, he has accused me of being a little bit like Michael Scott on The Office, and I realized that was definitely a Michael Scott moment. <laughs> and then I was embarrassed because I thought. Who wants to be like Michael Scott?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so great. So tell us a little bit about the season of life that you feel like you're in right now. What are you doing? What do you fill your life with?
1: I um, am now speaking more than I've ever spoken. I travel and speak at events to women, and I love going places anyway. I've always been a traveler. I've always been a, I want to go here and not been scared. I remember when I first became a Christian, um, someone talked about a mission trip and I think I was only 12 years old and I thought I'm totally going on that. And then another one came, Oh, I'm totally going on that. And, um, the first international trip I had was to Mexico. I was 13. I lost all my money in the first day because I was a silly girl and put it all in one bag and someone stole it from me. (gasps) Yep. That happened. Um, but that didn't scare me away. I've been to a lot of countries. I love new people. I love meeting people who love the Lord not like me Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: um, discovering that God has so much character out there that he's created in other people. And I think I see that when I travel and speak. I meet people who are not like me and I love it. I love appreciating who they are and where they've come from and what their journey is. And I think... When I travel and speak, I just have a heart to encourage people who might feel down and to push them forward. I think that's just the main thing. Like, I don't want you to be stuck. I want you to know that you can do this thing called the Christian life and that God is understandable and he's not this super scary being up in heaven waiting to like zap you with lightning bolt because you didn't do the right thing, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, so you're also working on a kind of big project right now. You finished your book, I Love You More, and that mm-hmm. came out this past summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are you working on right now? So the I Love You More book came out in the summer. I'm
1: working on the group study that goes with it. So that is pretty intensive. Um, that will come out next year in 2018. It's so, like this when this year, podcast released. <laughs> yes. And so um, – it will come out I'm not sure about the exact date yet actually um ask the editors and all this kind of stuff how long it would take to actually produce it but we will be making announcements about it in January about when it'll come out but also it will have videos that go with it and so the book won't just be a book it'll be something that you can read with other people and talk about and then like go deep in scripture for the concepts that are in each chapter so I'm very
0: excited about that it's super exciting it's really cool to watch you work on it you've been working really hard on it and we're what
1: halfway through it maybe um maybe a little over halfway I just finished five so there's eight chapters and then there's going to be a bonus chapter um that I release so it may come in the reprints but it will definitely be available for any of you who have already purchased the book I will make that that bonus chapter available for you. And I'm going to tell you the title today. Are you ready? I'm ready. I love you more when I'm lonely. Ooh. So I think a lot of us deal with loneliness. And um, my theory is that we're all lonely, even if we're married, even if we have friends, even if we have a great yeah. community. Our loneliness comes from the fact that um, when we were separated from God by our sin, like there's this void that's there and it'll always be there until we meet him face to face and we don't, and we're there with him. Like that's when it will be filled. But while we're here on earth, we have to figure out how to look at the loneliness that we have and use it for our advantage instead of, you know, hiding in a closet and crying.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. So you're doing a lot right now, but did you always see yourself doing what you're doing now? Man, I don't know what that
1: means, I guess. Um, I, that is a great question. When I was 12, I know I was called into ministry. But when you're when I was 12, um, the only women that I saw in ministry were in the choir, special singers, children's ministry, and that's pretty much, or a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the type of pastor's wife that got up and spoke or taught or anything, I don't really know how to describe it. I just didn't feel like women in in ministry had a lot of positions, or I just didn't understand where women fit in. And so um, I feel like it, times are changing a little bit, you know? And yeah. Women Way are, more opportunities. Yeah. And we have more of a voice. And I think that's great. And so yeah. for me, I think that when I was 12 and called into ministry, certainly I didn't think I would be here. Um, mm-hmm. But as a college student, my mind started opening up to things that I wanted to do, um, dreams that I might have as to who I could be in ministry. And I started trying to figure that out. Um, so the, the fact that I'm here today is a dream come true. But, I mean, let's be real. I was in college a long time ago. So yeah. it wasn't like I graduated college and all of a sudden had a million trillion followers and a bunch of places to go and speak. It's been a long journey (laughs) of kind of actually putting myself on the shelf some for the sake of my husband and my family. And I don't resent those times. I learned a lot in them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm, I think that the Lord is allowing me to do some of the things that I want to do personally now and opening those doors. And I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah. So if you were looking back and you got to speak to that 12 year old you, (laughs) And maybe just give them a piece of encouragement. Give her a piece of encouragement um, about what was to come. What would that be? Man,
1: I talk to the 12-year-old me a lot um, and other people, Mm -hmm. you know, who look at me and say, I want to do what you do. Yeah. And I think my advice in those times is be faithful where you are. Don't resent where you are learn to be content where you are and just take each day at a time, Mm -hmm. but always be looking forward and knowing that God is going to reward you for your faithfulness. And the seasons of your life may not play out like you think that they're going to play out, but they will play if they play out like God wants them to play out. You're going to be ready for what you're doing when you're doing it rather than pushing forward and trying to make things happen. I think sometimes when we push too fast, to reach a dream that we think we want. Sometimes we're not mature enough to handle the dream when we get there. But if Mm. we let God do the timing, then we are the person we need to be when that dream comes out of the ground, like a seed,
0: you know? Mm, That's good. So Um, so over the past like 20 or so years, what – what do you feel like was the piece of advice or something that you read or something someone said or did that you've like held onto as like a moment of encouragement of you walking forward?
1: Yeah. Oh man. Um, Advice. I think that I get that I pay attention to um, is usually the advice that I didn't want to hear at the time. So Mm. I remember um, when Clayton was traveling a lot and I was wanting so much to be that speaker um, being able to travel to my kids were still really young. And someone just said to me, your kids need some regularity. Like they need a pattern in their lives and they at least need one parent who can do that for them. And I was so mad because it was, I just remember, I remember <laughs> where I was and I remember who it was. And I just looked at that lady and I said, easy for you to say, <laughs> this isn't your dream. You're stepping on my dream right now. I was so mad. Like, I had resentment for sure in that moment. And I was like, stop raining on my parade. You don't even know me. Like, that's how I felt. Mm. But when I look back, I know that was the truth. And I think sometimes when we hear truth, it stings. Yeah. Because maybe we're not really seeking truth sometimes with our dreams or the right. um, Maybe we're just seeking what we, our dream And it's okay to seek your dream. Mm. But when your dream goes above like the timing that God has, then that can become your idol. And so I think that it was probably my idol then because it hurt so bad when she told me that. And Mm. I didn't want to do what she said. But now I see the value in it because I have a 15-year-old and 12-year-old and everything I've poured into them I've done with purpose. And like even last night I was sitting at the table – and Clayton just went around um, to each one of us and was telling us what he's thankful for. And he told Jacob and Joseph some great things that they, he had heard from some of the New Spring staff. So um, my husband's on staff at a church and I'm a pastor's wife now. This is new for me. <laughs> and, um, and so some of the staff were saying how much they've noticed that our kids do such a good job volunteering in the children's program. And so mm-hmm. my, brother, my husband was encouraging them about that. And then he looked at me and he said, and really everything that um every compliment that we get about the boys is because you've poured into them so much and mm. like he starts that's tearing. a big compliment i know <laughs> and he started tearing up and joseph started laughing at clayton because clayton's bottom lip starts quivering <laughs> when he's about to cry and uh, joseph said daddy your bottom lip and Clayton was like "No." Man. you know it's oh. such a funny moment but it was very sweet and um Sometimes the hard times you go through through and the things you sacrifice, you don't see the value of them until you're out of it.
0: Mm, That's so good.
1: When I need to know what makeup to wear, fashion advice, a great dish to cook, or simply the latest and greatest advice, I call it my sister, Elizabeth Harper. She is the wife to an entrepreneur, mom of four, licensed esthetician, and an overall lover of beauty and trends. She is fun and amazing, and I know you're going to love this lady. So without further ado, here's what tips Elizabeth has for us today.
2: Hey guys, so my tips for today are dry to dreamy skin. Of course, winter is a killer for our skin from cold weather to heat and all the sugary foods we eat during the holidays. Maybe that's just me. But anyway, I know that my skin gets super dry. So I have a few simple solutions for creating healthy, plump skin during the colder months. Number one, and this is probably one of the toughest and one of the things we all do is we need to cleanse our skin, not strip it. So not bubbly cleansers, but try something like a cleansing oil or a cleansing lotion. It's going to be a lot more gentle for your skin. Number two, remove those dead cells. If you think about your skin like wood floors, you wouldn't put a stain on wood floors without sloughing them first. I don't know why I think of wood floors. It could be because of my husband, but that's what I think of when I think of skin. But... So, you're going to want to help to exfoliate your dead cells first before putting any kind of treatment on it, serum, lotion, or anything else. So, exfoliate with something like baking soda on a daily basis or something that's really gentle like a scrub, but nothing really harsh because that's going to tear your skin up and tear down the barrier of your skin. Number three, you're going to want to replenish your skin. So, like I said with the wood floors, Think of your serum or your moisturizer like you would a stain for floors. Don't all ladies think of that? You think of staining your floors, taking care of your skin. So replenish your skin with a good serum. Something that addresses your biggest concern. So for me, at the age of 37, it's going to be fine lines. So I'm going to look for something that's going to help to take care of fine lines, dryness for sure. Um, And number four... Find a good lotion or cream that's going to also help to protect your skin, add the plumpness back to it, something that's really going to hydrate during the winter. Definitely go with a cream. Um, And then number five, but the most important is hydrate, 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 drink lots and lots and lots of water. So a little tip for finding how much water you need to drink is half an ounce to an ounce per pound of weight. So, if you think about how much energy you're expending, you're probably going to want to add a little bit more water. So, um, for those of you who are working out all the time or running around town, be sure to go more towards an ounce than a half an ounce. Drink lots of water. It's going to replenish you from the inside out, and your skin's going to be gorgeous all winter long.
0: remember one morning I was sitting in the pool house and I had probably honestly just woken up because you wake up way earlier than I do. And I got a text message and it was like, hey, are you busy? And I was like, oh gosh, (laughs) no. And you're like, can you come up here for a second? And I was like, "Mm." Yes. In my mind I'm like, I'm getting fired. This is it. <laughs> I'm like this is it for me. Um and so I walked up to the pool house or walked up from the pool house and you're sitting on a yoga mat in the floor in your office with a sketch pad and a pen. And I was like, This is different. Um, this is not the typical like Monday morning meeting. So I sat do you down on do the yoga. You? <laughs> so I sat down on the floor and you were like, I have a dream. And yes. I was like, Okay, because if any of you guys know, Shari, um, she's an ideas person, like, <laughs> through and through. I think maybe five or six times a day. It's, so I had this idea. Sometimes she calls, and she's like, "Um, hey, I had this idea, yada, yada, yada. Wait, do you have time to talk right now? And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I sat down on the floor with you, and you said, I have a dream. So tell us a little bit about that moment, maybe, like, the lead-up to that moment, and then what that was for you. Yeah, Um.
1: so because we've traveled so much in our life and poured into so many churches and people all over. So let me just backstory. My husband and I, when we first got married, we were only, uh, we were out of town for 300 and something like 40 days that year, something crazy. Mm. So a lot of the people that we pour into are kind of far away, you yeah. know, and I appreciate all of that. And I end up loving those people, but you pour out, you get to know them and then you leave. And like, you really have no clue what's going on in their life. And so I feel like right now, and okay, so here we are at the beginning of the idea, the beginning of the dream. I don't know how this is going to play out still in my life right now, but I have this desire to like, now that he's a pastor and we're here in Anderson, South Carolina, and I feel like we're planting our roots a little bit deeper in a certain city in a certain place. I have a desire to pour into people here. Yeah, And a regular on a regular basis and into my community in a very real way. So basically I had been thinking about this and I just had to share it with someone. And sometimes I think that scares people. Like I have this idea and I need to say it out. And then after (laughs) I say it all, I'm like, so how are you? (laughs) You I don't start with, so how are you? I'm like, I just like throw up on people. And then I'm like, what's up with your life? Um, But anyway, Rachel came up and I drew out this plan um to start it was a floor plan it was a floor plan (laughs) of a I don't know what this is going to look like it's really hard for me to even describe it right now but I'm hoping to purchase a place that can run as a business to support the ministry that happens in it so I want to start a place maybe in Anderson where we can reach out to the community and have like fun events for women um for students for men for anyone but where we're bringing people together and pouring into them in a very practical way um and connecting them really and that's the heart like people can have small groups there people can do all this kind of stuff but i would um i would the business part of it i would pay the bills by doing say an airbnb or business catering and business dinners or parties or you know yeah. bridal showers or whatever so using years, it to be an event space yeah like an event space so the funny thing is like i had this desire then this house popped up popped and i'm up. like rachel do you want to come look at this house we literally put a down payment on this house or not a down payment we put a contract down on the house um mm-hmm. depending on whether it they like get, went and visited
0: and yes, checked all the things out got
1: people to look at the construction of it make sure it was sound and so anyway Sadly enough, I had to kind of let that, not the full dream, but that house part of the dream die because the overhead to fix it up um, was going to end up being way too high for our monthly bills. And I realized that I was going to be begging people to do weddings there, please, so that we could pay the bills. And I'm in ministry. I'm not like a wedding planner. So (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I'm wanting to do. And so I had to like back off of it and say, If I'm going to be just on my knees, angry at people, trying to get them to do their wedding because I have to pay my bills, that's not what God's calling me to do.
0: Yeah. It's It's not giving you the
1: space for ministry. No. And I still have a busy life already,
0: right? (laughs) Rachel's like, sorry, this is another idea. What are we doing here? (laughs) Like, if you want to fit that into your calendar, like five weeks from now on a Thursday at 3 a.m., we could do it.
1: Right. So sometimes our dream, I I feel like this is going to be something. Mm but and i thought that i knew
0: um, yeah.
1: and really my husband was pretty much like you're crazy this can't work <laughs> but then we sat down with people and they were like this is needed so i believe that it's something that is needed it's something that i want to do but i don't the timing wasn't right then yeah and so i had to i had to let it go like i literally told you this dream is dying but not dead you yeah. know like this part of it the way that i was thinking
2: mm-hmm. isn't
1: going to work like this I wonder what will. Yeah. So I still drive around looking at places. I mean, I looked at
0: one more place too. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Yeah. So who where knows? do you feel like you sit with it right now? Mm-hmm. Like whenever you are like laying in bed thinking about the dream, like where is it for you right now? Yeah. It's it's in a praying time. It's – I know. I look
1: at my calendar and I I know I'm going to Africa in January. I'm going to Peru in February. In February. <laughs> I'm going to Israel in May. I mean, yeah. we have this group study release. So let's realistically look at my life and say, do I have time to like start an event space <laughs> ne- n- the beginning of next year? Yeah. No, I don't. And so I think sometimes things get birthed in us and we don't really mm. know what they are going to look like. Kind of like when I was 12. And the Lord said, I want you to be in ministry. And I'm like, okay. But I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So.
0: Yep. Yeah. So what do you feel like walking through that dream taught you about yourself? Mm-hmm. That dream was so good for me because I think that
1: when I looked at it, I did not think that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It was a, I've never run a business like that. So when we went to the bank to get a loan, they said that our business loan would be the interest rate would be twice as much as anyone else who already had expense, uh, had experience. So I think my husband didn't really think that that was something that I'm naturally gifted to do. It wasn't an insult. I'm not naturally gifted to do. Sorry. It wasn't something I'd had experience in. Yeah. So I started proving I I was trying to prove to myself that I could do it because I needed to know how much do you charge for Airbnb? So I did all this research Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, after working my tail off to try to gather numbers and have a vision, I think that I could come up with a business plan. You know, someone told me, I'll invest in this if you have a business plan. And when I heard business plan, I'm like, what the heck is a business plan? You know? (laughs) And so for me, that almost made me quit. There were many times I just thought, I can't do this. I want to quit. I can't do this. Monthly payments, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was good for me because I know that I can do it. Mm. If I put my mind to it, it's just I'm going to have to learn. Yeah, There's going to be a learning scale there that I don't know. Um, And I think sometimes we're given a dream. And if we think that's not something I already know, maybe we don't try to learn it. Mm. But I think people can do way more than they think they can do. Yeah. Um, Every time I tell someone I homeschool, they're like,
0: I I could could never. never do
1: that. I bet when you tell people you're a vegan, they're like,
0: Oh, I could never. I could never be a vegan. I mean, I said that before. It's, yeah. I mean, there's things that are hard mm-hmm. and hard things aren't easy. Yeah,
1: like going somewhere and they have a certain meal planned and you're like, well, do you, can I get this without the gravy? Can I get this without the butter? Can I – whatever. And they're just
0: like, what do you eat? <laughs> yep. all those moments. Yep. But, yeah, you're so right. Like, we walk up to these hard things and, like – it's almost like we set the bat down because we're like, I'm not capable of hitting it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to set it down because like, obviously it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you picked the bat up and like you kept swinging. And yeah. um, so I feel like you learned a lot about yourself during that time. I loved watching it. What do you feel like that season taught you about Jesus and God and like who they are to you? And like, what did that teach you about them? Um, I know that... I feel like God's,
1: well, I think it's my personality um, to push myself anyway. Mm. But I think it's interesting that in my life, um, to be honest, I don't, when I was called to ministry, I didn't have a background in ministry. My dad wasn't a minister. My mom wasn't a minister. I didn't have any family really who were. And so being called to ministry, that's weird. And then this is, I mean, it's different now, but I I came from a family of divorce and, you know, a lot of things like that. And so when I thought of myself as being in ministry, I didn't feel like I was qualified. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like someone would look at me and say, ooh, I really want to invest in her. She's definitely the perfect person to do this. I just, And plus, I've had abuse in my past. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like there were so many things that should have knocked me out. Like I should have put the bat down and walked away and said, this isn't for me. Mm. And so I think that um, the Lord is always teaching me that what I expect out of myself and what I see in myself isn't what he sees. Mm. And I'm learning right now. um, Clayton tells me this all the time. Shari, you don't see yourself the way that other people see you. Correct. 110%. It's so crazy because I am so hard on myself and there are things that I don't believe in, in me but Mm -hmm. other people believe in in me or they see things that are good in me that I don't I don't see yeah and I need to hear it and my husband's so good at telling me and um at first I didn't receive it he would tell me good things like it was just about how I looked oh you look so good and I remember him saying to me "Um, could you stop throwing away my compliments and I said what do you mean He said because whenever I tell you you look good or whatever your hair looks good or something you're like whatever it's bad here and it didn't curl right here this outfit doesn't look good or this is too tight and I would throw his compliments away and he's Mm -hmm. like someone's going to get tired of complimenting you if you don't ever receive it and so I think that the Lord has been teaching me that I don't receive well I don't receive good things well i i'm better at proving myself and then saying look see you know mm-hmm. and so for me i think in this experience the lord is saying i see potential in you that you don't see yeah so don't throw that bat down too soon
0: yeah you know that's so good um so like walking through you just have a lot on your plate mm-hmm. and like a lot of the things that you're doing are pouring out into other people. So what do you do? What does it look like for you to pour into yourself and to stay spiritually healthy? Like I know you're very much a health person. You Mm -hmm. love exercising. You love eating right, like all of those things. So what do you do to like stay spiritually healthy?
1: I um, read a book a few years ago called um, Help My Thirsty Soul or Satisfy My Thirsty Soul by Linda Dillow. And I love this book because she goes into different ways to pour into yourself spiritually, different ways to spend time with God that isn't just I'm not saying that we don't spend time with God reading the Word. I am a big reader. I'm a big studier. You know that. Like, yeah. there'll be random facts that come out, and it's because <laughs> I've been sitting there reading commentaries. Like there and, were
0: 7,000 kinds of apples. Yeah, did you know that there, are seven, there used to be
1: 7,000 different varieties of apples in America, but we've, like, basically breeded them out for the... Sake mass of like production. mass production, that's right. So, random stuff like that comes out, but it's because I really do spend time. Sometimes I want to know word for word in the Greek what does this look like? So, I'm a studier, but I also know that sometimes when I get too deep into that study, it's like become so knowledge filled that I don't get the presence part of God. Mm. And so, for me, the presence part of God sometimes is just. I mean, I'll run to worship music sometimes. Most of the time it's to like hip hop something. So I'll run you gotta fast. You got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. But other times it's to worship music. Sometimes I will literally just turn on the Bible app. Um, and instead of reading it, go running to it and listen to it. Or when I wake up or go to bed at night, I'll turn the Bible app on and just listen to a book or a few chapters. Those are some ways that I do it. Um, there's so There are so many um videos now on like Israel or history or Bible stories. And I know that we don't want to spend our entertainment necessarily Mm. like looking at, maybe we don't want to watch history or we don't want to watch stories of the Bible, but man, I love it. Um, I'll take a bath for a Mm. long time and, um, watch something about Israel or the history of the Bible. Um, I also love to paint. Yeah. And, and you're good at it. Well, I'm trying. I You think I'm good at it. <laughs> I, I haven't quite loved my stuff yet. There's one painting that I totally love, and I actually have it in my house. And everything else is kind of so the dancer? Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's beautiful.
0: I remember walking into your house the first time, and I was like, that is wonderful. And you're yeah. like, I painted it. And I was yeah. like,
1: oh. I haven't even signed it. I what? didn't even know I hadn't signed it. Sharking. It's been, yeah, what, I don't know what's wrong with that, but I'm kind of glad because my name was spelled with a C then and now it's spelled oh. with an S. <laughs> so and that's another story. But all that to say, um, I like to paint and I like, sometimes I'll, I like to build stuff or do something and I'll be praying or thinking um, and I need to do that because you say, I'm the idea girl and sometimes I just need to do something so that yeah. I don't, sometimes my mind gets overwhelming and there's just too much coming in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. So what are you reading right now for a reader? That's an important question. Yeah. Because what you read says a lot about like where you are in that season and yep. who you want to be in the next season. and Right. So I'm kind of reading a few things, which I, <laughs> it's so
1: hard for me. Um, I'm reading the thing on the Enneagram. Yeah,
0: we love the Enneagram yes, right and now. And we are
1: going to do something on Enneagram, just telling you guys it's coming. It'll <laughs> happen. Um, so I'm reading that. I'm also reading. Um, Beth Moore has a study on um, Paul. It's like 40 days with Paul, or I don't know, 90 days. Anyway, I don't know what the title of it is, but it's a yeah. study of Paul, and I'm and I'm going through that. So I'm reading that. Um, and then this sounds really bad, but I was reading an, a book. And I don't remember the title of it, but it it was a fiction. It's a fiction book and it's just like a mystery and high action and who knows (laughs) what's going to happen. And so I always try to throw some fiction in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Ted Decker because sometimes he'll take me to another world Um, and his fiction is so good and it just draws you in. And I need to read something fiction because I do so much self-help stuff and so much studying that I need to not just... I've got to have an outlet somewhere else. So I would say the Enneagram for me is my primary thing I'm reading and then the Beth Moore Bible study and then whatever that
0: (laughs) fiction book is, the title, I don't remember. It sounds terrible. (laughs) So uh, last question. What characteristic of God is really hitting home with you right now? Yeah, I think I've been learning about His grace
1: for a long time. And like I said before, that he's pleased with me, more pleased with me than I am receiving. Mm. So that he adores me, that he embraces me. Yeah. That there are all these things. I think I'm a, I'm a a approval addict maybe, or I I honestly, like if I'm being vulnerable right now, I'm dealing with um, some abandonment and rejection issues. Um, And so I think the Lord is pouring acceptance over me and adoption and just um, teaching me to feel, to receive his embrace.
0: Yeah. If that makes any sense. So That's so good. Yep. yeah, That's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being vulnerable mm-hmm. and being someone that people can look to. Um, thank you for being a consistent person that's like devoted to Jesus. That can, people can... People look to you for, like, how do I – literally, how do I move forward? Because Mm -hmm. you've done it. Like, you've consistently moved forward. Mm So thank you for joining us. Yep. I've had a great time. Thanks for interviewing me. Thanks for tuning in to Episode 1 of the Overcoming Mondays podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. You can also connect with Shari on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Her handle is shariking99. For more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, subscribe to her blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening today, and hopefully we've given you something to help you overcome this Monday.